33. This morning is Friend Day, in case you didn't know. Uh, we've tried to make it to where you could kind of know who everybody was today and we could become more acquainted. And so we had our breakfast time and we tried to give everybody a, uh, a little uh, name card so that you could write your name on there. One of the little uh, Detherill, well, it was Addison Detherill the other day, came on the, on the bus and uh, I, was reading the, I was reading the name tags and it says, hi, I'm, and then whatever. And Addison had this little card and it said, hi, I'm Buggy. And then she opens it up and she goes, Buggy says hi. And then she goes, this is Buggy when the car goes by. And then she opened it up and went, splat! And so I don't, I thought it was kind of funny. And then they started in, this is a cat. The cat says hi, and then they just went through all kinds of terrible, terrible things. But anyway, but anyway, I don't know why I said that, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, but we are glad you're here this morning. We're glad to have you with us this morning, and uh, pray that the Lord will speak to you today, and uh, pray that the Lord will meet any needs that that you have today. And and uh, think about what it is to be a friend and, and the song that Devonna just said, she said, how, you know, what do I know of this? And what do I know of that? And, and a lot of people hear about what God is like. You can watch the news and, and, and everybody has an opinion on what they think God is. And, and they talk to Christians and Christians will say this. And, and then people who watch Christians say that. And so there's all these opinions about who God is and what God is and how God is. Well, I want you to know this morning that you don't have to go by opinion. You can know God. You don't have to go by what I say. You don't have to go by what your mom and dad says. You don't have to go by what the preacher on TV says or anybody. You can know who God is and he can be in your life. And so this morning, that's what I, that's what I want you to know. I want you to know that right off the bat that you can be a friend with God. All right, let's all stand this morning as we go into the Word. We're going to read this little section from Psalms before we go to our scripture. Let's read this together out loud. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that came from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. We're going to read uh, 33, uh, Exodus 33, 7 through 15, I think is what I, is that what I said, Tim? Yeah. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay, and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Meanwhile, the people saw the cloud of the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent. They all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance of his tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as man speaks with his friend. 
Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. I think I'm just going to stop right there. I think that's where I'm going to stop today. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And we pray right now that you would just come and speak to our hearts and that you would speak to each one of us today. Father, I know that there are needs here today. And Father, there are some who right now need to come to you just like the people of Israel would come. They, they needed to inquire of God on situations in their life. And Father, I pray today that people would do that. And Father, there are some here that, that are new and, and, and maybe they don't, don't, don't know you today, Father. And they're just been kind of watching people worship you. But Father, today they could become worshipers of you. And then, Father, there's some of us who have followed you for a long time, and we just need to be in your presence more. We need to be in your presence all the time. And so, Father, today I pray that you would speak to each one of our needs today and speak to our hearts. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If someone asked you what's a friend, you'd probably say somebody who's always there, somebody who would help me if I got in a tight spot. Now, I'm not talking about like a Facebook friend, because if you have a Facebook friend, they can't really come and do anything. And a lot of those people, people ask Cindy to be their friend. She don't even know who they are. And, uh, and so I tell her that, you know, you, she'll go, do you know this person? I'll be like, no. And she goes, well, I'm not going to be their friend if you don't know who they are. And so, but a Facebook friend is different, but, but what we're talking about here, here is a real friend. It's someone that you can go to if you're in a time of need and you can say, hey, look, can you help me out here? And the truth is, in this society that we live in, we are so busy. You know, it's hard to be a good friend to your friend. You're so busy, you don't have time to really be friends with anybody. And so there's not, there's not as much friendship as we used to have. And it's and lots of times people are just friends in the society we live in. Lots of times people are just friends with people so that they can get something out of it. And if you go and watch kids at school, kids will have friends at school and they'll be their friends so that they can be popular. If I'm a friend with so-and-so, then I can be popular. But the truth is they might not even be real friends, but, but they, they are just friends so that they can get something out of it. They can get po- be popular for it. And, and there's a lot of friendship about just what can I get out of it. If you don't believe this is true, find some kid that nobody likes. And there's kids like that. Unfortunately, that's the way that, that's the way that it is. And give that kid a big, ba- a big bag of candy and send them to school. And they'll have friends running out their ears. You ever notice that? When I, was a, when I was a kid, there would be a kid that would just be the most annoying kid in the world. But he'd be standing there at school and he'd pull out a pack of gum. And everybody would be like, hey, can I have a... Everybody would be his friend. Why, not because they liked him, but because they wanted what he had. And there's lots of times in the society we live in that people are just friends because of what they get out of it. There's some people who look for a kind of friend that they want to be part of something so that they can feel like they belong. If I'm a friend with this person, then I feel like I belong. Or if I'm a friend with this group, I, I feel like I belong. A lot of people join clubs just so that they can be with friends with people so that they can feel like they belong. You ever watch bikers? 
Bikers get together and they, they all share something uh, in common. They, they like to ride motorcycles. And so, and so they're a club together. And, and then there's people that, that uh, like horses. And then there's chess club. And then there's people that are fans of sports teams. And, and when you get together, they'll say, yeah, yeah, you know, and this is what joins us because we're whatever kind of fan or whatever. And so they're part of something, not because they're friends, but because they want to feel like they are part of something. There are people that go to bars every night after work. If you, I don't know if anybody ever watched Cheers. I'm really showing my age here. Cheers. Where you want to go where everybody knows your name. And you say like, Pastor, I can't believe you watched that show. And when Norm would walk in, what would they do? Norm! And I thought, why does Norm go there? Well, for one, Norm was an alcoholic. And he liked beer. But he also, you got to wonder if he didn't like it when every time he walked through the door, Norm! And I've thought in the church, we could learn a little bit from the Cheers bar. There's nothing that we could learn much except for if we treated people like the people treated Norm. And then they had that postman that everybody couldn't stand, but yet they still was friends with him. You know, we at the church could learn a little bit about that because people want to belong. When people walk in the door, some of you, this is your first Sunday. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I commend you for coming to church with us. Because it's, a, you know, you come in, you go, I don't know what's going to happen today. I don't know what, you know, they said we was going to have breakfast, but it might be, you know, cereal and milk. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what they're going to sing. I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm supposed to wear. And I don't, you know, there's so many, anytime you come to church, thank you. Thank you for coming today. Uh, we want you to feel at home. We want you to feel comfortable. But most of all, we want you to know who God is. And we want you to know that he can be your friend. And so thank you for coming today. But we as a church should be like cheers. Know people, get to know them, get to know their name, know who they are, ask. And we tried to do that this morning, get you in a place where you could ask some people and know who they are. I was talking to Ronnie this morning. He said, you know, I don't want to walk over to this side. It's just so far to get to know people over there. I'm praying for you, Ronnie. I'm praying for you. You know, I like to pick on Ronnie because he's my friend. But think about that. I want to get somebody got to know you. Some of you were new the first Sunday you were here. And you were made feel welcome. And so do that for somebody else. Do that for somebody else. Uh, But sometimes that's all people want. They just want to feel like they belong part of something. And this scripture this morning, no, it's talking about something else. It's talking about God's relationship with a man. And I think sometimes even Christian people think that God is like this far off thing, this entity that we really can't get to know. That he is so awesome and he's something that we cry out to when we get in trouble and, and we hope that there's we hope that there's something bigger and better and, and, and more majestic than ourselves. We hope there's something out there. But I think sometimes even Christians think that God is kind of unapproachable. That he is so vast and so awesome that we can't approach him. But the truth of the matter is, we see here in the Old Testament. I mean, we're just 130 pages into the story of of God and man, and he's saying he's got a friendship with Moses. 
And he talks to Moses like a friend. And the truth of the matter is God wants to be friends with us. Some of you probably have some people in your life that you watch on TV or you maybe a sports hero, somebody and you say, boy, I'd like to be their friend. We have a, we've been doing a study on Wednesday night. We got it finished up this last week. And this guy, there's a preacher named Francis Chan. He looks like some evil Chinese Kung Fu guy, but he's a really great preacher. All right. I would like to be Francis Chan's friend. I would love to be able to pick his brain. There's a David Platt. There's a preacher. He writes a lot of books. I would love to be friends with David Platt. I'd like to pick his brain and and get to know him a little bit better. But the truth is, I'm never going to be friends with them. I'm just not going to happen. The other night we went down and, and, and some other people that uh, I'd like to get to know, we went down to see the Isaacs. Anybody ever heard of the Isaacs? There's this bluegrass group. They're really popular and they sing and all this stuff. For three years, I think three years in a row, we go down and listen to them at Silver Dollar City. And my daughter runs over old people to get to the front of the line so that she can get on the front row. I mean, we, they let her go and she just knocking people off walkers and stuff. And it's hilarious. No, it's terrible. And I tell her, don't do that, but go get, but we get on the front row. And every year my wife and my daughter go up there and they shake their hands and they, oh, hi, Becky, <laughs> you're our favorite. You're so, you're, and Becky's like, you've given me the freak out. And they get their picture taken with them and they don't know us. Three years in a row, we sit on the front seat, 10 feet away from them. They don't know us. We're never going to be their friend. We're never going to be their friend. We want to be, but we're never, and the truth is that's just never going to happen. And there are some people that you're never going to be friends with, but I want you to know this morning, and we think of those guys, they're, they're like it. They're the best preachers, the best writers, the best singers in the world, and we think they're it, and we're never going to be friends with them. But you know what? I can be friends with the greatest, most powerful, most imaginative, the person who gave them all of their talent. I can be friends with that guy. I can know him. I can talk to him every single day. I don't have to stand in line at a concert. I don't have to send my daughter knocking people down to get on the front row with him. I can talk to him every single day. That's the guy I want to be friends with. And the word says that I can. The word says that I can know him. And we listen to all kinds of people. Every day you turn on the news and it's some suit talking and telling all the things that are going on. And we listen to that guy and go, yeah, he he knows what's going on. And I like to listen to the radio. I went down and seen Luke down in Little Rock, Arkansas. He was listening to talk radio. I was like, Luke, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And we listen to everybody who knows everything. You know what I mean? Like they're supposed to know everything. But the truth is I can talk to the guy who does And we're getting ready to have an election and we're going to have a president. (laughs) I tell you what, I'm not excited about any of the prospects that we have for that. But the the truth is, I'm never going to be friends with any of the presidents ever. I'm never going to be friends with them. But you know what? I can know the guy that runs everything. 
Those presidents, they think they run everything and that they know what's going on and they're running the show. God's running the show. God's in control. I'm telling you, things in the world can make you worry and wonder, anything going to happen? Is, is, anything, is, is, is this all going to last? I'm going to tell you, no, it's not. But God's going to be in control. I can be friends with that guy. He is not some far off person. I can be friends with him. I can be in the presence of God. And I praise the Lord for that. I don't have to listen to what everybody says about the world. I can know what God says about the world because he's in charge. And, and, uh, and for too long, we've listened to what everybody else says. We listen to what the news says. We listen to what Hollywood says, the newspaper. We listen to what commercials say and, 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 and what they think is important. You know what we need to do? We need to get in the presence of God and see what God says about stuff. To see what God says about your life. You, open, you turn on your TV and let stuff speak into your family. This is what your family needs to do. This is what you need. This is what you need to walk. This is how you need to live. You need to get in the presence of God and let God say, this is how you need to live. This is how you need to walk with me. This is what I have for your life. We need to get in the presence of God. But we listen to too many other things. We got too many other things coming in into our lives. I just want to ask you this morning, would you be interested in getting in the presence of Almighty God, of the guy who knows everything about everything? You can do it this morning. And Moses wanted to do that. And so we have in this, in these few scriptures here this morning, these few verses, Moses says, I want to get in the presence of God. And in order for him to do that, he had to have some time where he would separate himself from everything else that was going on. So Moses is a leader of what they say was probably millions of people. Man, who would want that job? And he's the leader. And don't you know that there's everybody, you know, well, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Why we got to drink water from this rock? Why we got quail all the time? Why are we eating this manna? Blah, 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 blah. And that was just his wife. <laughs> Cindy didn't even look up. She went, just kidding. That's his wife, not my wife. But all these, you know a million people, you know how many opinions he had? A million. Telling him what to do all the time. And he's just, ah, ah. and everybody's got an idea. We need to do this. We need to go back to Egypt. No, we need to do this. Let's do blah, blah, blah. And he was, he's like, man, I got to get away. I got to talk to God. I got I to gotta figure out what God's got to say about this stuff. And he would separate himself from them and, and all their, probably a lot of worldly thinking there, a lot of worldly ideas. And he would separate himself and he'd go pack him up a tent and he'd get, says he'd get outside of the camp, outside of the world or outside of his situation. And he would get in the presence of God. I'm going to tell you what, folks, if you're ever going to get to know God, you're going to have to separate, you're going to have to find some time and separate yourself from the world. If you're continuously having the world pump its ideas into you and pump its opinions into you and, and pump its thoughts into you, you're going to have a hard time hearing what God would say to you. You got to separate yourself. You can't do the things the world does and expect to be different from the world. We're called to be completely different. You can't listen to... 
think I swallowed a fly. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> Where's Wyatt? Yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt should have helped me with that. I completely love. You can't, you can't, you can't swallow flies and preach. You can't, you can't do that. You can't listen to the world and have all the world pouring into your life and think that you're going to be able to be different than the world. You're called to be different. People should look at you and go, hmm, there's something different about the way you live. There's something different about the way you talk. There's something different about the way you take care of your kids. There's something different about the stuff you watch on TV. There's something different about the way you act at work. While everybody else is grumbling and carrying on, you come into work. I'm glad I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm not just doing this for a paycheck. I'm doing everything for the glory of God. There ought to be different. And in order for that to happen, you're going to have to set yourself aside. And the more that you've got going in your life, the more you need God. And we are a busy, busy people. We're busy. And people say, well, I'm too, I'm too busy to take time. I'm going to tell you, if you're, bu- you're not as busy as Moses was. Moses was the leader of a million people. And probably the most kids anybody's got in here is five or six. You're the leader of five or six, ten people at the most. Maybe 14 with your whole family. Moses had a million people. And he said, if I'm going to be who I need to be for a million people, he had a million things to do. And he said, man, I got to, I got to get out here and I got to listen to God. If I'm going to, if I'm going to do this right, if I'm going to take care of these millions of people, the way God wants, I have got to take some time out and I've got to hear what God's got to say. I'm going to tell you what, if you've got a family, you need to stop sometime every day and you better get with God. To see what God wants to speak into your kid's life. What God wants to speak into your married life. I don't care how busy you are. The busier you are, the more you need to get with God. And that's what Moses was doing. He was busy as he could be. And he would take time to get with God. And so this morning we're going to talk about four types of people that we see in these few verses. The first group was the people who watched others with their relationship with God. Moses would go and he'd get his tent and he'd go to the outside and everybody would go, hey, there goes Moses. He's going to go talk to God. I wonder what God's going to say to him. They were just watching. They were just watching what was going on. They would watch Moses and then they would go back to work. And then he would later tell them what was going on. And, and, uh, and sometimes, sometimes that's the way we are in life. We watch our neighbors get in their cars and go to church. Wonder what God said to them. Sometimes you come on Sunday morning and you say, wonder what, wonder what God said to pastor this week. Sometimes you just watch. And I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying that in a crowd this big, there's some of you that are just watching Wonder what wonder what pastor heard this week and, and your whole relationship with God is watching others. You maybe you maybe you watch your wife. Your wife has a relationship with God and you watch her go to church or you watch your kids or or maybe you watch your I don't know. But you're just watching people. You're not against it or anything like that. You just you just watch, but you're not in the game. 
And they would watch Moses and then they would hear what he had to say. And some of you are relying on the relationship that others have to be your relationship. I've heard so many people say, well, you know, my, my grandma and grandpa always went to church. That's great for your grandma and grandpa. What about you? What's your relationship with God? Well, my mother, my mother, I, she, she always would pray and, and she would always be in church. And I just watched my mother and, and I just watched my mother. At any time, did it become real for you? Instead of your mama's relationship with God, at some time it has to become your relationship. Instead of your grandparents' relationship, at some time it has to become your relationship. Instead of your friend's relationship with God, at some time you have to quit watching and you have to say, is this going to be my relationship with God? And these, there was just some people in this group and they would just watch. And then there was a few people that... When they got in a hard time, they would go. Moses was there and he was seeking God. And it says that they would go and they would seek God there and that they would worship God there with Moses. And I got to think that some of this was that some people truly wanted to be there. But I think there was probably some people, they was getting in a bind. Something was going wrong at home or at the job or at work or whatever. Things was going wrong and they didn't know what to do anymore. And they had just decided, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to go to God. I can't think of anything else to do. I've tried everything else. So as a last ditch effort, I guess I'll cross out here and go see what God's got to say through Moses. You ever been like that? Boy, I have. I have. Man, I, I've, I've got in spots and, and try to work it out the best way I can, getting money tight, money spots, and, and try to go work extra jobs and do this and do that. And the first thing I should have done was gone and asked the Lord to come and help me. There's times when we have people in our lives that are sick, and we don't know what to do, and we take them here and there and everywhere. And I tell you, I'm not against doctors or any of that stuff. But you know the first person you ought to... If you don't feel good, first person you ought to talk to is God. The very first thing, that should be our first response instead of a last ditch. And I think these guys were kind of a, a last ditch effort. Better go to God. It's kind of a last resort. Hey, God, can you help me? God should be our first resort. As we was talking about this morning in that scripture in James, it says, if you're happy, go to God. If you're, if, you, if, you're, if you're sick, pray to God. If you're in trouble, pray to God. Think about this. Some of you have little kids, and, and when things go right, what's the first thing they do? Hey, Mommy, Daddy. They're happy. Guess what happened? I got a stupid story to tell you. This happened this last week. My wife bought me this fish finder for Christmas, and it's 10 months later, and I'm finally getting ready to put it on my boat because I have dreaded doing it i just am afraid i was going to do it wrong and i got it all wired up and it wouldn't work and i was like what is wrong with this thing i wired it just the same way my other one was wired my other one comes on it wouldn't even come on it would just go just this and i was like this thing don't work so i went into the house i said you got the receipt on that cindy goes you know so i went back out and I unhooked it from the way I had it. And I ran just a straight wire to the battery, put it on. Bloop, comes on perfectly. 
I thought, if I just run a new wire from this battery straight up, obviously, and if you've ever looked in a boat console, there's a basketball-sized thing of wires in there, and I can't figure out each, any of them, you know. And so I thought, I'm just going to run a new wire. If you've ever run wire in a boat, it's impossible. And I just said, I'm going to try this. And I stuck and started running that wire. And I reached back underneath my console, and there my wire was. And I said, thank you, Jesus. And you say, well, that is so stupid, Brian. I was, it says when you're happy, go to the Lord. And the first thing that morning when Cindy walked in the office, I said, my fish finder works. When you're happy, what are you supposed to do? You go to the ones you love. I went to Cindy, I said, my fish finder works. It wasn't really exactly like that. I was like, hey, fish finder's working. Figured it out. What has two thumbs and can wire in a fish winder? This guy. Got it done. But we should do that. When we're happy, go to God. Hey, God, man, thank you for a great day. What do we usually do? You know, man, I had a great day. Go back to sleep. Thank God. The first thing you do when your kids are sick, what's the first thing they do? Mommy, I don't feel good. That's what we should do. When, we, when we're sick, when we're in trouble, our first response should be go to God. Our first response, not the last ditch effort, our first response should be go to God. So these guys were kind of going to God as a last ditch. Moses said, I want to be in the presence of God as much as I can. And so he has a big portion of time there where he is setting aside to be with God. And like we said in, in James five seventeen, it says, Elijah was a man like us and God listened to him. Moses was a guy like us. If, if you set Moses up and just had him in church, he would be a guy that stuttered. The word says that Moses, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said I can't, I, I, I can't, I, I, well, I can't talk is what the problem is. That's what he said. He was a stutterer. And so you, so you have this guy that's going to be the mouthpiece for God. And you're thinking, okay, I'm not picking Moses. But God did. God can take anybody. And we all have something that we're not good at. We all have something that we're not very good at or we're not, we're not strong in. And God says, I don't care. I can help you. And God takes Moses, a regular guy who stutters, and makes him the leader over all of Israel. And he is his friend. You know, God wants to be your friend. There's nobody in here that God says, you know, really, I don't really like you. God doesn't do that. He made you the way you are. And he thinks you're just right. He looks at you. Have you ever made something and you're like, that's just the way I wanted it. He looks at you. The world looks at you and goes, well, this is what's wrong. You know, the world looks at me and goes, hey, fatty, you need to lose. I mean, that's how they look at it. That's what they do. All right. We all look at people and when we put them in a box and God looks at him and goes, mm, that's the way I made them. I made them for this. And, and all he wants you to do is find him and have him say, okay, this is what I have for you. This is why I made you. I believe that God made me for her. And I believe she made me for her and her for me. That's what it is. 
And I remember when I was in high school and I was dating my wife and I got to fall, I fell in love with her. And God was saying to me, this is the one. Man, this is the one. And God was telling Cindy, this is the one. I know you think you can do better, and you could. But this is the guy I have for you. I made you guys for each other, and God does that. And God wants to speak that into every regular person's life. And I want to tell you, we're all just regular people here. And God wants to know us. And then there's the fourth kind of person. Well, I got, I got one more thing here. Everyone, every, I mean, everyone in here from the youngest to the oldest, God wants to know you. And God wants to be your friend. And God wants to provide for you. God wants to give you everything you need. He gave Israel everything they needed. There's a bazillion people out on a camping trip and they had food every day. And they didn't have any grocery stores around. God gave it to them. When they needed water, he goes, ah, get, get, there's some under that rock over there. I've got it for you. If you need something to eat, if you need some meat, I've got quail. I'll give it to you. All right? And God is still the same God. God will give us what, I, what we need. It isn't always what we want, but he will give us what we need. God has everything you need. And Moses spent a lot of time with his friend. And then there's Joshua. And I love this part about Joshua. Then Moses would return to the camp. But his young age, Joshua, son of Nun, he didn't leave the tent. You know what Joshua wanted? He said, I just want to stay in the presence of God. I just want to stay in this place where I'm always with God. Wherever God is, that's where I want to be. And he would just stay there. Wherever the presence of God was, that's where you was going to find Joshua. And, and that's where he wanted to be every day, all day long. And I want to ask you this. And through the death of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit can come and be in you. You don't have to go to the tent outside. The holy presence of God can be in you all the time. Anybody interested in that? Anybody interested in the presence of God in your life all day long? I think sometimes we think, okay, I'm going to get up. Oh, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Here's my rhyme. Read, 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 blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm going to work, God. I'll see you when I come home. And God is like, I would love to go to work with you. I would love that. I would love to go to school with you. I'd love to go to school with you all day long. Because there's some kids there that I'd really like to speak into their lives. Can I go to school with you? I'm going to the factory today, God. I'll see you when the clock, when the whistle blows and I'm done. And he goes, I'd like to go to the factory. I'd love to go to the factory. I'm going on the job site today. We're going to pour concrete all day, God. You wouldn't be interested in that. Yeah, I would. I kind of like that kind of stuff. I'm going to be selling stuff all day long. And God, I'm going to have to talk to people. And you know how they are. And I... I'll see you when I get done. He goes, I like people. I like selling stuff. I'd, l- I'd love to be with you. To- we're just going to play all day today, God. And it's just a family day. And, and me and the family, we're going to be out doing our own thing today. And-, and we're just having fun. And we'll see you when we get home. We'll save you a piece of cake. God goes, I'd love to go be with your family all day long. Hey, I love family. I created it. Can I come with you? God wants to be with us all the time. And I just want to ask you, do you want to be in God's presence? Do you seek to be in God's presence? 
So I just got a few questions for you this morning. Are you a watcher? Are you watching others have their relationship with God? You watch people go to church, but you never take part, or you hear about people having a relationship with God, but you just watch? Are you somebody maybe that you just cry out to God when things get hard, or you get in a bind, and then you want to seek God's presence? Or are you a person who is separating themselves from the word so that world separating themselves from the world so they can get into the presence of God setting aside time to get in the presence of God and are you the type of person who says I want God around me all the time I want to hear what God says into my life I want to hear what God says Wherever that is, God, I want to be there. If that means I've got to be at church, I'm going to be at church. If that means I've got to be at Sunday school, I'm going to be at Sunday school. If that means I'm going to be here at Wednesday night, I'm going to be there. If there's a preaching of the word, I want to be there. If there's a, a time in your word at my home, I want to be there. If there's a prayer that needs to be said at my home, I'm going to be part of it. If there's a time when I need to shut off the TV and get into your word and pray and pray over my kids and speak God's word in their life, that's what I want to do. If I'm driving down the road, God, I want to be in your presence. Are you that person? I'm going to tell you today, Satan does not want you speaking to God. Fathers, Satan does not want you in the presence of God. Satan does not want you to know what God wants to say into your family. Dads, are you hearing me today? Satan does not want you to get in the presence of God and hear what God would have for your family. The best thing for Moses to do was to get in the presence of God. And the best thing for us to do is to get in the presence of God. Lance, I want you to come this morning. The best thing that you could do for your family this morning, the best thing you could do for your life this morning, is to be in the presence of God. You say, well, pastor, I don't even even know how I would do that. I've never done that before. I don't, I don't know even what you're talking about maybe this morning. The thing that separates us from God, the biggest thing that separates us from God is sin. Maybe you have sin in your life. Maybe there's things in your life. And right now, if I said, is there sin in your life? Immediately, something pops into your mind. And the word says that if I come and repent from that sin, if I change my mind, my heart, and my actions, and, and leave that sin, that the presence of God comes in. There may be somebody here this morning that would say, yes, there's sin in my life that's keeping me from God. I need to leave that. I need to separate myself from the sin in my life. I need to come and pray that prayer this morning. Come and pray it. Maybe there's some of you who are believers this morning. And when we start talking about this, about what it is to be in the presence of God, and you start thinking about your life and how busy you are, and if you were really dead honest this morning, you would say, I am not in the presence of God like I should be. Maybe this morning the word has challenged you that you say, I want to be in his presence all the time and God help me to be there today. I want you to stand this morning. Do you believe that you can be friends with God? Do you want to be friends with God? You want to be in the presence of God. You think that God just might have something for you this morning. If you need to pray this morning, you already know. God's already speaking into your heart. God is asking you, come, come. (coughs) 
be my friend today. Be in my presence. Let me show you who I am. Let me show you what I have for your life. Listen to me this morning. We're going to sing a song, and as we're singing, if you need to pray, just come down to the altars and pray. You just talk to God this morning like a friend. You wouldn't have any trouble talking to me. If I asked you a question, you'd answer me back. If God spoke into your life this morning, some of you need to answer. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Everybody here has had to come to the spot where we say, God, I want to be in your presence. I'm going to leave the things of this world, and I'm going to follow you. If that's you this morning, you need to come. If God's speaking to your heart this morning, come as we sing.